You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. It's finally here. Game week for the Ohio State Buckeyes as they get ready to avenge a loss against the Michigan Wolverines that have been. Uh, has been plaguing them now for, well, frankly, 365 days. This is a game that Ohio State and its fans have certainly not forgotten about. And as we preview this week's game, we have one overarching question. Is this the last time that this game will have these stakes ever because of the changing landscape in the Big Ten and in the college football playoff? It's possible. We'll discuss it on the other side of this. You're listening to Buckeye Breakdown, the podcast to get you ready for Ohio State and Michigan. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Good morning, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Craig Heisen. It's uh, Black Friday, and that means it is officially the eve of the game between the Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines. And, uh, Craig, this is obviously a game that everybody's been looking forward to since, well, frankly, last year up in Ann Arbor, certainly at different points in the offseason. And from the moment that – foot hit the ball on, uh, I guess, on September 3rd against Notre Dame. It felt like a countdown to this game and how lucky we are that it's going to live, you know, I should say it it should live up to the hype, right? I mean, we've had all these storylines all year long that had these two teams on a collision course, excited for the rivalry just beyond the fact that it's Ohio State and Michigan. uh, And now we've got something really fun to look forward to with a couple of unbeaten teams. It's awesome. It's finally here. It feels like last year's game was 10 years ago. Long, a long year uh, here and every uh, Michigan fan I know uh, just revel in that uh, victory that they had. So tomorrow, hopefully that changes. Um, but a lot to lot to talk about and get to before we get to tomorrow at noon. You can uh, support the show, by the way, by subscribing to our YouTube channel. We sure would appreciate that. You can listen to this podcast wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts. For all the latest news and info on the team, head over to BuckeyesNow.com. I've posed the question uh, in the title of this video. Is this Ohio State-Michigan game the biggest game in the history of the rivalry? And And I ask that under the premise of given what's going on right now in college football, the, the extremely likely college football playoff expansion, perhaps as early as as next year, probably more likely as early as 2024. And with the Big Ten expanding and Kevin Warren having said on several occasions how how in favor he is of uh, getting rid of divisional play, in which case Ohio State and Michigan this season, if that were the case, they would have, you know, they would have punched their ticket to the Big Ten championship game two weeks ago to play each other again after playing each other in the regular season. And so it just kind of got me wondering, and I don't know that it is for sure, 
But is this the last time that we're going to see this incredible rivalry play out with the stakes this big? Because the winner of this game is obviously in outstanding position to make the college football playoff. And with the likelihood of playing a team, probably Iowa, in the Big Ten championship game, both of these two teams, I think, are, are substantially better than Iowa. And you certainly saw what Ohio State did to Iowa earlier this year. I don't want to get too far down the road, but th- this, to me, even though it's not, it, it feels more like the Big Ten championship game than, than even next week could. And on top of that, if Michigan loses, I think they're out of the playoff conversation almost for sure. If Ohio State loses, they're obviously they're going to be in some trouble, right? There's a lot of really good one-loss teams in the country, and you don't want to put your fate in someone else's hands when you're talking about only four spots available. I, I think Ohio State still has a chance to get in, but the reality is they might not. So if the loser of this game has has their season come crashing down the way it happened to Ohio State last year, what do you think? Is this the last time that we see this rivalry play out with such big stakes like this? I don't like to think about it, Brennan, but I think uh, you're 100% right. I think it is the last game that has this much riding on it. If you think about it, if there is, if there are no divisions, this game obviously still means a ton. You're playing your rival. You want to beat them. But if you lose, it's like, hey, yeah, we lost, but we're playing them again next week. You know, it's it's one of those things. And with the 12-team playoff here in a couple of years, it, it's going to be one of those things, too, where it's not going to mean as much. Like I said, you're going to want to beat your rival, but it's like, hey, we lost. We're still going to be in the 12-team playoff, and we might run into them there. So it almost prolongs, and Ohio State and Michigan are going to meet, whether it's in the Big Ten title game or in the playoff, it's going to happen. Um, Michigan's getting better recruits. Um, Harbaugh seems to have turned it around. Um, so they're they're going to be on the national stage, uh, especially as it goes to 12 teams. Um, I made the playoff last year, obviously. So it's it's almost prolonging how much the game means, and it's putting it in a different scenario than we're accustomed to. And, and I totally understand this comment from uh, from our, our Buckeye for Life six one four. You know, mm-hmm. looking saying it. You know, this is not the biggest rivalry game in history. And he's referencing the 2006 game, number one versus number two, the last time that these two teams were undefeated. I get that. And I, I'm not denying that that was a monumental day in the history of this rivalry. And perhaps it is the biggest game in rivalry history. I, I think, you know, sometimes we get prisoner in the moment and, and it takes a little while to be able to reflect on, on things. I just see this era of college football right now in such – chaos and and you know you you don't really know exactly what the future is going to hold you you like the chances of ohio state continuing to be a dominant program on the national scene certainly don't have any reason to think that you know the buckeyes are going to have some kind of fall off but things are probably going to look pretty different i guess there's potential that if both of these two teams are in the same situation next year we could revisit this topic knowing mm-hmm. that it's probably yeah. more like 24 than 23 where some of these changes are coming, but number two versus number three and, and, you know, the star power that's on both sides of the field that, that was coming back this year, like for next year, there'll be some of those same pieces back, but a lot of the guys on both teams, 
that our, our feature players this season are probably moving on to the NFL. And so maybe some of it for me is the buildup of like the ability for this specific Ohio State team, this specific group of players to feel like they they can avenge the loss they had a year ago. CJ Stroud's not going to be here next year, right? You know, you're you're not going to see a lot of the faces that lost in Ann Arbor last year. So maybe some of that is is part of what's driving this uh this conversation. Um you know, I I, I know there have obviously been some epic moments in rivalry history. The fact that this is the 100th year anniversary of the shoe, the fact that actually for Michigan, I think I saw it the other day, there's only a couple players on Michigan's roster that have ever played. In yeah, it was, two, it was two guys. I think it was Ronnie Bell and their kicker, Jake Moody, um, yep. have played at Ohio State. The, the, and Joel Clack kind of hit on it this week. I've tried to uh, absorb as much of the national – kind of talk as as possible to kind of see how they look at the rivalry. We know how we feel about it. We're both from Ohio, We've both um, been around it for a long time. It's 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 fun to see how the national scene reacts to the rivalry. And by all accounts of what I've seen and heard this week, they're kind of echoing the same sentiments that we kind of have right now. Like this is with the changing landscape of college football, this probably is the last biggest game. Interesting. I, I have not watched any of the national so, stuff this week, so I, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised because that's yeah the, the thoughts have crossed my mind. But I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, on one hand, you'd like to sit here and say, "Hey, look, anytime, quote unquote, anytime we play Michigan, it's always going right. to be that big of a game." But I, I don't know. And, that and I just want to, yeah, be more clear. Like it is obviously still a big game, but with this much riding on it, where it's, hey, your season, you're not going to the playoff if you lose. That is kind of evolving. That's not going to likely be the case moving forward with a 12-team playoff. So. Yeah, totally agree. All right, let's dive into maybe more of the game itself now. Yeah, let's get into the on, on the game here. Um, you know, look, the obvious question coming into the week for both teams, frankly, is health at running back. You, you have a really good feel for both of these two teams. Michigan's offensive line just might win the Joe Moore Award again. I think Ohio State's offensive line – might have better individual talent, but the idea that you know our our collective sum is better than the sum of the parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Michigan's offensive line is playing really well as a unit right now, and there's a reason why Blake Corum and that rushing attack have been so good this year because they like to run a lot of inside zone, and as an offensive line, that can be a really tough scheme to block. And if you're really on it, you can do it well. And they've done it really, really well this year. So, you know, I I respect J.J. McCarthy a lot. I think he can throw the ball. But I don't – I really don't think we've seen a lot of that for Michigan here the last month for sure. It's been a predominantly rushing-based attack. And the biggest question is, will Blake Corum play? And, you know, look, I, I've seen a lot of conflicting reports. I don't know that we're going to know for sure until we get to kick off on Saturday. It sure feels like, seems like the answer to that question may be no. Um, but just like Ohio State's been banged up at running back, and, and yes, the Buckeyes are expecting to get some combination of Henderson and Williams and, and train them back. Um, Michigan's got a bunch of really good players on their roster, and Ohio State's been able to figure it out with – 
an entire stable of running backs this year. I don't expect Michigan's rushing game to just totally disappear. I don't either. And, and Blake Corum, obviously the big question, is he going to play? Obviously we saw the video going uh, through Twitter and social media this week. He annually passes out turkeys to his local community there. Everybody's analyzing that video. Is he limping? What's he look like? You know, it's what he's walking on snow. So he's obviously going to be taking his time and <laughs> going up to those doors delivering turkeys. So I think he does play. Um, I just don't think, and I have no background information. That's just my gut reaction. Um, I think he does play. I don't think he's nearly healthy enough to be effective. So it's where he gets in, gets carries at the start, and they're like, hey, he's not kind of like what we saw with Travion last week uh, in the Maryland game. He's going to give it a shot, and Harbaugh is going to reward him for doing everything he can to get on that field and play in this game. Um, but you saw how much pain he was in last week. Um, so I, I think he gets in but doesn't doesn't do enough to be effective. But uh, Michigan's offensive line is very, very good again. Uh, the defense is very, very good again. They don't have the star power that last year's had with Ajabo uh, and, and Hutchinson, but uh, they're playing uh, just as well, if not better, um, without those star players. But 2018, they came in with the top-ranked defense, and it's crazy to think that that was the last home game in this rivalry for Ohio State, um, just with, with COVID and then the two away games at Michigan. Um, but Dwayne Haskins was the quarterback in 2018. And C.J. Stroud talked about he dedicated the season to Dwayne, uh, no bigger uh, stage to – to uh, dedicate a game to him and play well. Um, and what is likely CJ Stroud's is, is most likely CJ Stroud's last um, home game. So it's, uh, there's a lot riding on it. <laughs> we can get into all the details. I don't know where you want to start exactly. I had a question for you though. Sure. Brennan, mine Williams, obviously didn't play last week. Travion Henderson, very banged up. Clearly, in my opinion, Somebody from the training staff should have pulled him off the field. Maybe that is what happened. I don't know. But you could clearly tell that he was in pain and not running well. Even on the, the touchdown uh, catch that he had, the 31-yard touchdown catch, you could tell he was clearly hobbled. Um, do you think they give those guys a run at the beginning of the game, or do they go straight to down Hayden, Hayden knowing, hey, we can't waste possessions, we can't waste plays to see – how healthy you are, if that makes sense. To mine, Williams and Travion. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. I think that's probably been the question they are most wrestling with this week. My gut feeling is that Williams and Henderson are not going to be listed on this week's game day status report as unavailable. Um, 
but I I am sort of under the impression that Dallin Hayden is their most healthy and most effective running back right now. Um, I really hope that you know these injuries are are not going to be something that could hold up Ohio State from potentially winning a national championship. But Dallin Hayden sort of finding himself in a spot where he's going to have to step up big time. And the good news is, you know, he's run the ball really, really well the last couple of weeks when he's gotten chances. He's a really good running back, guys. I mean, he's Mr. Football in Tennessee, and he was really highly recruited. It was a big get for Ohio State. So it's not like when most teams go that far down on your depth chart, you know, you feel like, oh, we're just running spare parts out there. That's not really what this is. But when you've got proven commodities in Mayan Williams and in Travion Henderson, you know, it, it, it sits with you a little bit uneasy when you don't have those guys out there on the field. I, I would not be surprised if Dallin Hayden starts. Now, I think Ryan Day is going to try to find – especially with Mayan Williams. I think he's going to try to find him carries early in the game to see, you know, how effective can he be? I, I think Mayan at his best, Mayan's the best running back on this team. That's that's my opinion. I know some people like the home run hitting speed that Trevion Henderson's got. I love the way that Mayan runs. He's physical. He's downhill. He, he like, never falls backwards. Um, he's, he's a really, really good back. And I think Ryan day wants that mentality in this game. You know, you think about last year's game and the idea that it was more on the defensive side of the ball, but the physicality was lacking on both sides of the line of scrimmage for the Buckeyes. I think Ryan day wants to try and showcase we're a heck of a lot tougher this year. You're not going to push us around. And part of that is going to be trying to establish a run game. I think Mayan Williams is the best guy to to run the ball like that. But if he can't do it effectively, I think they got to pull the plug on that pretty quickly and and you know make sure that Dallin Hayden, if he is the healthiest option, is getting the lion's share of the touches. So that's kind of where yeah. I'm on that. Yeah, we definitely can't go a Ohio State cannot go a half like they did last week trying to figure out, hey, can Travion keep doing this? Can he keep doing this? You got to make the switch quicker this week. You can't waste all those plays. Um, if he's not a hundred percent on the, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, that's where I think a lot of people are looking at this for Ohio state and saying, Hey, you know, last year we had a lot of this same offensive unit and didn't necessarily have a problem moving the ball. You know, Ohio state scored last year. That wasn't the mm -hmm. problem. You couldn't stop anybody. When you give up five rushing touchdowns to Hassan Haskins and you're, your arch rival just basically tells you, hey, we're going to run the ball right down the middle and you can't do anything about it. That's obviously not good, right? Um, I think Ohio State's defensive line has played way better this year. I think they've gotten much better linebacking play. And their secondary has had some frustrating moments, but they've also had some really good moments. So, I mean, you, the, the scheme changed, the coaching changed in the offseason. You could, you could certainly point to a lot of those coaching changes – in the offseason based on the performance against Michigan. I mean, that's how much this game means. And Jim Knowles was paid a crap load of money to come here and get it right. And he's got a top 10 defense right now in the country. You know, that might not matter as much if you can't beat Michigan. But I think there's a lot of people that feel way better about Ohio State on the defensive side of the ball going into this game than they did last year. 
No doubt about it. I, and before our uh, family Thanksgiving activities kicked off yesterday, I uh, turned on Big Ten Network and saw they were playing last year's game and for some reason watched it. Uh, it was painful, again, <laughs> watching it. But you see that defense last year and how out of position they are on inside zone run plays that Michigan does and not having enough guys at the line of scrimmage over and over in that game. And the other thing from last year, too, that uh, was apparent is too many third down longs. If Ohio State can get the third and manageable, I think we can get into our predictions here at the end, but I think they, they kind of roll tomorrow. Um, way too many third down longs last year. Michigan can just pin their ears back with the good defensive line they had, and they got after C.J. Stroud pretty good. So, and to help our line, our line's been really good pass blocking all year. Obviously, we've hit on some run blocking issues throughout the year, but uh, just get to third and manageable tomorrow. Um, but the like you said at the start, Brandon Michigan's only had two guys that have played in the shoe. So tomorrow's crowd, I think, is going to be a big impact. Michigan uh, all year hasn't seen it. They didn't play a marquee out-of-conference game, so they haven't really experienced yet this season a crowd of like what they're going to see tomorrow. Um, I think that's going to play a factor in the game. With It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day um, tomorrow in Columbus. Uh, people will be loud and uh, I think it's it's going to cause Michigan's offense to kind of have a little bit of trouble. I'm glad you brought up the weather because I think <laughs> as I was preparing for this game early in the week, that was one of the bigger things I'm looking at. Is like, man, if it's if it's going to be raining all day, that mm -hmm. might slow up the offensive attack a little bit. You know, not that Ohio State can't move the ball in bad weather. We certainly saw them figure it out against Northwestern in a game, by the way, where the defense had to play well. Um, but thankfully, that doesn't seem to be the case right now, at least as of this morning. The, the forecast in Columbus uh, is, is like 55, and at this point, it's less than a 10% chance of rain. Sunday is going to be wet, but now they're saying Saturday uh, is not going to be a rainy day, which is great. You know, it's I I the snow was a cool backdrop last year in Ann Arbor. Boy. I don't necessarily need a sunny day. I'm good with, like, overcast and, and kind of like a – you know, cold November yep. feeling, but I, I don't know. I don't want this game to have rain and snow in it. No. And it's, it's one of those things where you think Ohio state, Michigan, you think a little bit cold, uh, over, definitely overcast. Uh, I don't, yeah. Like you said, I don't want a perfectly sunny day. That's not, that's not Ohio state, Michigan. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we're on slightly different wavelengths here. In I think we are. Game is going to go. So I'm going to let you go first. What uh, what's your prediction here for uh, for Saturday afternoon? Yeah, just my overall thoughts for tomorrow. I think, like I said at the start, Corum plays isn't um, close to 100% to be his normal self. Um, a lot of people have him at the top of their Heisman list um, going into this game. I, I wish he was 100% healthy. I would love to watch him play in this game and see how our defense goes up against him. But he's not near uh, near healthy enough to be truly effective in this game. Donovan Edwards. Donovan, uh, Donovan Edwards banged up as well. It comes down to J.J. McCarthy. My only concern tomorrow uh, surrounding this game is containing J.J. McCarthy on his, his runs, his design runs, and broken plays. Um, we saw uh, early in the season Daquan Finn ran pretty well against Ohio State when he had to improvise. I think J.J. McCarthy can do that same thing. That's my only concern with our defense uh, tomorrow. They're, they're much improved. You heard all the uh, people telling them how soft they are um, all off season, And I think they show 
tomorrow their their toughness. Um, I mean, Tommy Eichenberg's playing with two broken hands right now. Lathan Ransom's banged up. All these guys are banged up, and they're going to uh, give it a go tomorrow and, and show what they got uh, from what people are calling them out for last year. So, All right, so put some numbers on it. Yep. I got Ohio State 45-31. C.J. Stroud, 400 yards, four touchdowns. Dallin Hayden, over 120 with two touchdowns. It's close going into the fourth quarter, but Ohio State pulls away 45-31. What do you got? I like it, and I can certainly see it happening, but I I am leaning a lot closer toward a tighter game. Um, I have not been able to shake an uneasy feeling about this for the last probably three weeks now. Blake Corum getting, getting banged up last week has – you know, quelled that feeling for me substantially. I I think Ohio State wins a really tight game. I think it's going to be an all-time classic. 31-28 is my final. Um, you know, we've seen Ohio State a couple times this year give up some goofy plays that have that have either gone for scores or huge gains. Michigan's got the skill position players to be able to pull off big chunk plays. And I don't know that they're going to do it regularly, but I I kind of feel like it's not going to be this slow, painful, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts where last year it was just handoff, 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 and they marched the ball down the field. But I can absolutely see Michigan hitting on a couple of big plays that shorten the field. And then, you know, they're good enough up front to, to get push and score when they get in the red zone. Um, you know, ultimately, I think Ohio State, is a is just a little bit too much. I don't know when that field goal is going to come. wouldn't Wouldn't surprise me if that you know that field goal is late in the game. Look, Ohio State's been unbelievable in the red zone this year, and I don't expect them to turn it over in the red zone. CJ's been really good about protecting the ball that way. I think they're like fifty of fifty two or something mm-hmm. like that in the red zone off the top of my head. I mean, they've been incredible at converting. Um, I I just have a feeling that, you know, for whatever reason, as much as I watch Ohio State and as much as I watch Michigan and I am convinced that Ohio State's the better team, there's something about this game this year that just makes me feel like, you know, I think it's going to be pretty tight. So I said instant classic. You said instant classic. Is that field goal game winner? Uh, either field goal game winner or very late score. Um, you know, I, I'm having a hard time getting a feel for whether or not I think that field goal is going to come in the fourth quarter or if it comes more like middle of the game. Right. Um, I, I, I just get the impression that, you know, last year, I, I don't want to say I didn't respect Michigan. I always respect them. Um, I was pretty convinced Ohio State was going to win by a couple scores last year, and I just didn't see – Michigan punching Ohio State in the mouth the way they did. And while I think the Buckeyes have have, you know, significantly gotten better, especially in the trenches where it's going to matter most, Michigan's pretty good. And I I just have a feeling they're going to figure out a way to keep this thing pretty tight. I hope I'm wrong. I think Ohio State has better star power. I think the Buckeyes, you know, at at individual spots Ohio State checks a lot of the boxes. They, you know, they have better receivers. They got a better quarterback. I think they've got a better tight end. I mean, like right on down the line, a lot of the positions 
individually, I think Ohio State has better talent, but talent doesn't always win games. We saw that last year. So the the combination of what happened 365 days ago and Ohio State's skill position guys, I think will be enough to put them over the top. But Michigan's defense is playing really well. I know they haven't been tested as much, um, but, you know, we're 11 games in now and, and they've played really well. And, you know, this game is often won at the line of scrimmage with who can run the ball better in this particular rivalry. And Michigan's got it. They've got it going on right now. So um, I I'm a little nervous. I think Ohio State wins, but I am not as confident as you are on that. So we'll find out. I'm just out. glad it's here. I can't wait. I can't Me too. wait for tomorrow. Can't Absolutely. wait to be in the stadium. We talked about it at the beginning. It's one of those things. This could be the last one that is truly like this with everything changing in college football. Should be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to cover it for you on Buckeyes Now. We've got a boatload of, of stuff already on the site this week uh, and, and certainly have a ton of plans coming for you here in the next, uh, I guess, 72 hours, the 24 hours leading up to during and uh, and after the Ohio State-Michigan game. Buckeyes and Wolverines going to try to punch their ticket to the Big Ten championship game. The winner will be going to Indianapolis, and the loser is going to be hoping for some serious chaos around the country so that they can hope they can sneak their way into the top four when the uh, committee puts those out in about a week and a half. For all the latest on Ohio State football, head over to BuckeyesNow.com, and please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you don't mind. We'd love your support, and we uh, we certainly have more plans to do content like this uh, each of the next couple days, um, including our instant analysis show that we do after all the games. So join us for that as well. For Craig Heisen, I'm Brendan Gulick. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us here on Friday morning, and enjoy the game. It's going to be as much fun as, as maybe we've uh, seen an Ohio State game in a long time, especially with Michigan coming to the shoe. Have fun, everybody.